Dear listener, welcome to episode three of the Low Effort Podcast. My name is Matt Brayman, and I'm here to provide you with as much entertainment as I possibly can with as little investment on my part as I can possibly get away with. In today's episode, you'll hear about living at home, sex garages, poison crystals, alternative medicine, and the gentrification of fast casual dining. In the third segment, I refer to a restaurant as Los Tacos when it's actually Los Taquitos. I hope you enjoy... Wait, what's that? Okay, listeners, I'm receiving a message from the future reminding me to tell you about the Never Rad Miscellany. It is a science fiction audio drama podcast available on any of your podcast platforms. Just search for Never Rad. You can also go to neverrad.com. It is a live table read of science fiction and absurd stories that I think you'll really enjoy. Our next show is March 3rd, 2020 at the Rebel Lounge in Phoenix, Arizona. You can find tickets online or if you know someone that's part of the Never Rad Miscellany, please buy a ticket from them. It will cost you less and make them feel really, really good. Okay, I guess it's time to start the show. Love, Matt. Low Effort Podcast. Welcome back, everybody. I'm coming at you once again through the cracked screen of the used Samsung Galaxy S6. Phone companies, if you want to sponsor me, I take phones and or cash. MattBrayman42 at gmail.com. The subject of this segment is living at home with one's parents. This is a subject that people have talked about over and over again. It's such a stupid cliche. It's a broad generalization that people use to hate on millennials and that millennials fight back with saying the economy's bad, housing is expensive, and it's treated as if living at home sucks. It's sort of infantilizing the people that don't move out. As if the requirement here is you grow up when you're in your 20s, you get a job and you use that money from your job to pay for a house so that you can move out of your parents' house so that your parents can die in that house. And then you have to sell that house and you take the money and then your kids get a house when they move out and then you die and your kids sell that house. And it's this sort of assembly line of disposable houses getting sold off whenever somebody dies. Whereas in some cultures, everybody just lives in the same house. And then when the kids get older and the parents die, they live in the same house and it goes on and on for generations. That's normal in some cultures, I assume. I don't really actually know that. It just seems like it would make sense. And it makes sense to me in general because houses are freaking expensive. So why would you just assume that everyone has to buy a house all the time? I don't think you have to. I think living at home should be acceptable. And I mean, it's living at home. It's called home. It's your home. Who doesn't want to be home? It's, I think, a uh, been treated as a form of weakness because some people are bullies and they just want to make fun of people that they perceive as weaker than them. And I was made to think about this current trend and trope of making fun of this idea when I watched the movie Step Brothers. I rewatched this movie's from I think 2008 or 2009 and the entire humor of the premise depends on the fact that living at home with your parents is a sort of infantilized uh, Peter Pan syndrome type 
situation. You have Will Ferrell and John C. Riley living with their mom and their dad, respectively, when they're around 40 years old. Mom and dad get married. They want to retire and sell the house and sail around the world on a boat. But John C. Riley and Will Ferrell, who are excited, they hate, well, they hate each other at first and then they love each other and they don't want to move out because they're really liking their situation and a conflict between them and the parents. And there's, of course, the capitalist brother who makes fun of them really harshly. And then I thought about, well, what's wrong with that? Which I, I kind of already addressed. I watched, honestly, watched the movie just because somebody said I look like Will Ferrell. And I was like, really? He's not known as being a super good-looking guy, so I don't love being compared to that. Which is why I don't compare people to celebrities, because what if somebody hates that celebrity? And you compare them, and then it hurts their feelings, because they're a unique individual with their own identity. There I go, sounding like a millennial again. That's, but that's not what I'm talking about. Living at home saves you money, if, even if you can only get a part-time job because the economy is stacked against you, or whatever. You can contribute... To the household. You can clean and cook and pay some of the mortgage if that's a thing, help care for the elders, etc. Old school. I think that should be fine. I think that should be venerated. I don't think that should be looked down upon. There is one awkward thing about living at home, and that is when you want to have a physical relationship with a romantic partner and the walls are thin at the house and nobody wants to hear somebody in their family getting down to pound town they got this sounded stupid uh, but you know what i'm saying they don't know what you don't want to hear your parents going at it your parents don't want to hear your kids going at it it is really the worst part about living at home so I have this business idea and it's called, uh, well, shit, I don't know what to call it. Uh, it's just, it's sex garage. Okay. It's a sex garage. You, it's based, um, I'm not pitching this very well. It's a pretty stupid idea. I'm not going to do it actually, but you know, somebody out there can do it. You, you have like remember the old like lookout point in the old cheesy uh 50s idea or whatever where you park cars and you make out and it just uh, doesn't exist anymore because you get arrested for indecent exposure so so you have garages right in this building kind of like a storage unit building and you pull into the garage and there's a picture on the wall that looks like a lookout point and you close the garage and you pay for a nominal fee you get to get down in the car, which I guess is pretty uncomfortable depending on the car, and you might not have a car, but uh, uh, well, you know what? We'll 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 work out the details later. The point is, you have a place that you can go for cheap that's more efficient than a hotel because that's kind of too expensive. So I mean, I don't know. We'll figure out the details. The point being, there's a market there. Somebody come up with the business. Give me a cut of the money. It was my idea. And let's get this thing going. <laughs> Fuck. I'm out of time. Sex Garage. Love you. Bye. Low Effort Podcast. Welcome back. Coming at you from Water and Ice Studios. And I am here to say, first and foremost, 
This podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, or cure any illness of any sort whatsoever. Do not sue me. I'm not a doctor. And I have to say that because I want to talk to you about alternative medicine. Oh, what? Oh, no. I can hear the hate train leaving the station tooting that whistle because alternative medicine is so popular to hate on right now. It's dangerous pseudoscience, say people, because there's no evidence. And to them, I say, maybe, maybe that's true. I don't know. I'm not, like I said, not a doctor. I definitely think if you are sick or injured in any way, you should definitely seek medical attention from a licensed and certified professional Western doctor. And it's possible that having complementary medicine from a naturopath could heal and help with that as well, but that's up to you to decide, uh, and hopefully you have healthcare coverage to pay for that. I really hope that, because this stuff is expensive. So I can see why a lot of people would turn to alternative medicine, because often it can be a lot less expensive than so-called real medicine, Western medicine, allopathic, whatever you want to call it. I disagree with the people that say it's all totally BS, because guess what? A lot of our problems are psychosomatic and can actually be cured or lessened by psych, like psych, uh, what do you, what do you want to call it? placebo? Let's just call it placebo effect, right? If you, if you made up the problem that you're having consciously or unconsciously, why, who's to say the placebo effect can't cure that? And so if there are no negative side effects to an alternative medicine that you're taking, such as a you know, water with a crystal in it, right? As long as it's not a poison crystal. Don't drink poison crystals, people. I don't know which ones are poison. Look it up. Don't drink it. But if it's some supposedly magical thinking thing, but it makes you feel better and stops you from having a psychosomatic illness, why not? And that said, uh, I want to give, this is not the most encouraging shout out, but this is spurred on by me meeting a super nice guy named Spencer who just opened a brand new acupuncture shop in downtown, beautiful, sunny Phoenix, Arizona, Central Avenue and Roosevelt. It's called Mount Sunny. They have mocktails with herbalist concoctions and they have acupuncture and they have other stuff I'm probably not aware of. They're not sponsoring this. They didn't give me any money or free acupuncture. I probably should have asked for it. I don't even know why I'm doing this, honestly. I'm just trying to be a nice guy. And it was something to talk about. I didn't have to come up with my own topic. So thank you, Spencer. Thank you, Mount Sunny, at Mount Sunny on M-O-U-N-T-S-U-N-N-Y on Instagram if you want to check them out. I didn't, but I might at some point. So... If you're into that, that might be a good thing to do. If you're not, don't. I'm moving on with this. Speaking of Instagram, I'm not good at it. I don't know how to do it. I have not dove in feet first on Instagram because every time I try to do something, that little pop-up comes up and it says, do you want to allow Instagram to look at you and listen to you through your device? And I'm like, no, that is creepy. But then I remember, you know, everything is looking at me and listening to me all the time now in our wonderful dystopian surveillance state, which is just something 
I guess we all have to accept. It's kind of a, a cliche, really, at this point. And even though everyone seems to talk about how much they hate social media, they all sure do it a lot. And as much as I want to get on Instagram, I don't, I don't really have anything cool to take pictures of. I'm not traveling to all these majestic locations or cooking all these amazing dishes. I mean, I guess I kind of do that every great once in a while, but I'm supposed to be putting out content on a regular basis if I want to be an influencer. And boy, do I want to be an influencer. Free yoga pants? Are you kidding me? Sign me up. So I'm going to try and figure out how to take better, more interesting pictures. And I'm going to just get over it, I think. Today's the day that I let Instagram look at me and listen to me and all that stuff because I want those filters and it's less effort than uploading pictures from my phone camera. And you know what this podcast is called, so you know what that's all about. So all right, Instagram, you did it. You got me. I hope I come up with some interesting stuff to pick, pick, take pictures of. Pick, take, pick, tick, pick, pick, tick. And that everybody else likes. It's at least something to scroll past. And then I can promote things, I guess. I don't know how it works. Just stuff. <laughs> oh, man, I'm really good at this. Okay, later. Love you. Bye. Low effort podcast. Nowadays, everybody want to say that they got a hummus plate, but nothing comes out when they bring you drinks. Just a couple little things, and motherfuckers act like they forgot entrees. Talking about fast, casual dining. Tapas. I don't know if it's the same thing. I don't think it's the same thing. But when I say fast, casual dining, I'm talking about all these restaurants that have popped up in my neighborhood over the last couple years, and they are all twice the quality at thrice the price. And I can't afford to eat there. I can't really afford to eat fast food either because it's not good for my health. But I love it. I love food. I love fast food. I love slow food. I love good food. I love bad food. I love it all. And it doesn't all love me, I'm not going to lie, but we won't get into the details on that. I'm getting off track. What I'm trying to talk about is gentrification of my dining situation. And at first it was these local little standard Arizona style Mexican places and uh, we had a it's called Angry Crab Shack and Barbecue Seafood Place where they got that whole market price scam thing going on where they won't tell you what the price is until you buy it and then it's like $400 for a little thing of clams or whatever. But now we've got, uh, you know, well, of course, the slightly more expensive stuff, like you got your Chipotle. And the Dutch Brothers came in, Starbucks came in, we had a Dickie's Barbecue Pit came in, we had a Barrow's Pizza come in, we had a Protein, was it Protein Hut? Protein House come in. Jersey Mike's, or is it uh, Jimmy John's? No, it's Jersey Mike's. Did I say Barrow's Pizza? Now we got a pho place, pho 32, actually pretty good. Plus we got a Nishikawa. It's a ramen place, super duper good. Uh, and full disclosure, the owner, Jay, awesome guy, hooked me up with a free meal there. So props to you, Jay, thank you for that. But I'm not just saying because of the free meal, it's super good if you like ramen. Check it out, Nishikawa. 32nd Street and Indian School Road. Also, we have a taco place, Los Tacos, and it has a subwoofer in there. I don't know why, but uh, 
Oh, have a customer coming into the studio. I'll be back in a second. Okay, I'm back, and I'm still talking about dining and all these fast casual places popping up around here. There's even nicer places, too, that I don't even know what you would call. It's like nicer than fast casual, but not quite like prom date nice. But you kind of have to, like, if you don't wear a tie to go to work, you probably can't afford to eat there. Uh, there's one place I've heard is su uh, super good, but I've never checked it out. It's called Sushi Brokers, which I think is kind of hilarious. I love, I love business names that add some kind of juxtaposition with some kind of industrial or business sense, like Sushi Brokers, which is probably because they want, like, an investment banker-type crowd to eat there, I guess. I don't know. But I just love the image of sort of a like New York Stock Exchange floor with people shouting and waving tickets around and buying, you know, yellowtail futures and California roll derivatives, I guess. I don't know, maybe it's not as funny as I think it is. But it's not really what matters here. What matters is I am talking about food. What else was I gonna talk about? I don't know. I had a customer come in with a little kid getting ice cream, and every time I'm reminded of that, I'm like, kids are so freaking cute. And because I don't have kids, I don't see the meltdowns. I don't see the screaming. I don't see the stealing stuff and breaking things. I don't see the trying to get them to go to school, having to deal with other parents, and growing up and being jerks. So it's, I only see the good stuff and it makes me want to have kids sometimes. Oh, hold on. Here we go again. Uh, Pokey Bowl. There's a Pokey place, Pokey Bar, right next door to me that's never open. And there's a sign on the window that says, now serving pho. But I've, again, never open. Never seen anybody in there getting pho or poke or polka. I don't know how you pronounce it. But there's another place up the road called Koi Pokey. And I have eaten there, and it's pretty good. If you never tried a poke bowl, it's basically just sushi in a bowl. But there's, you know, kale and hot dogs and shit. Um, <laughs> I'm just joking. That's actually a joke from the uh, audio drama Adventures in New America, which is really good. If you're into audio drama at all, or even if you're not, you get into it and check out Adventures in New America. Also check out... The Never Rad Miscellany. That's my other podcast that I write for with some other people. And it's awesome. And I will tell you more about that in the intro. Which, if you're listening to this, you've already heard. So it's like time travel all over again. Alright, bye. I love you.